Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey, beautiful people, how are you? I hope you're doing really great today. How are you going in your soul? How are you going in your spirit? You know, if you're a Christian, your spirit is born again. That means you're a new creation. That means you're not the person that you used to be. Did you know that it's possible that you haven't really heard the kingdom of God message? The message that Jesus Christ preached was a message called the kingdom of God. Every single parable he spoke was about the kingdom of God. If you look in Matthew chapter 3, John the Baptist started the message saying, Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. And then after John the Baptist, Jesus started to continue the same message in Matthew chapter 4. Repent, for the kingdom is at hand. There is no parable about the sower or parable about the lost coin or parable about the prodigal son. No, every parable is only about the kingdom of God. Now, religion is the opposite of kingdom. Can you say that out loud? Opposite. Religion is the opposite of kingdom. Religion always denies the power of God. In other words, religion creates works for people to do that never result in manifestation. Religion, therefore, delays the kingdom. Those Jewish priests are still waiting for Jesus 2,000 years later. Now that is a delay. Whereas the kingdom of God is at hand. Jesus said the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is within reach. The kingdom is within you. The psalmist says that today is the day of salvation. It says, come to the Lord while he may be found. Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. So listen to me. You're a Christian, but you have to change your mind. You have to repent. Jesus commanded you to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. If you want to bear fruit, you need to, to keep repenting. Listen to me, you're wrong. I'm telling you from God. What if I am your visitation? What if this message is God saving your life? Because you have two choices with Jesus. Either you follow him or you don't. So you have two choices now. Either I am God speaking to you, 
and you need to change. Or I'm not. But it's easy to kill the kingdom. The Pharisees killed the kingdom. There's a beautiful scripture in Mark chapter 3. And it says that the Pharisees and in collusion with the Herodians killed Jesus or planned to kill Jesus. So in your life, the religious spirit and the political spirit want to kill the kingdom. If you're not bearing fruit, it's because you're not abiding. If you're not abiding, it's because you have something wrong with your thinking that needs to change. Maybe you think that God's not happy with you. Maybe you're afraid of God. Maybe you're afraid of consequences. Maybe you have rejection. We need to deal with it now. We need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So I want to encourage you to look up the kingdom of God in the Bible. You need to read the Bible for yourself. And you need to see what Jesus was saying from Genesis through to Revelation. That you and I are the ruling class of citizens on the earth. Have a look around you. Every animal, every ant is facing the earth because they are of the earth. I know giraffes have a tall neck and birds seem to be standing up, but their structure is pointing downwards. Only man is pointing up to God. Only man is vertical. Everyone else is... Every other creation is not vertical. They face down. They face the earth. Whereas we face God. The way that a man and a woman stand up on their feet vertical is a sign and a wonder and a gift from God. Because you and I were created for dominion. You and I stand above. Even though we may be smaller than elephants, we stand above. We are the vertical ones. And we were made in the image of God and in his likeness. That means we, like God, are able to rule. We, like God, are able to create. You don't see any chimpanzees, you know, building nuclear submarines. You don't see any ants, you know, flying into space or building cities like we build because we have the power of God to create. We have the we have the image of God in us, which is a creative, ruling, you know, dominating God. So we dominate. Every human is a leader. Every human is a ruler. That's why we don't like to line up at the tax office. That's why we don't like to wait on the phone on hold. There's an indignation inside of you that says, I, I don't, I'm a leader, I'm a ruler, I'm a king. Because that is who you are. That homeless person on the side of the road is a king. Absolutely, full stop. They are a ruler, they are beautiful, they are so powerful. 
They have more power than the devil himself. They just don't know it. Because the kingdom is the kingdom of knowledge. The kingdom is the kingdom of light. Light is knowledge. Hosea says we die for lack of knowledge. And the devil wants to keep man in ignorance. Colossians chapter 1 says that we were transferred from the kingdom of ignorance into the kingdom of light. That light is illumination. That light is to know Jesus Christ. Now listen to me. I'm saving your life right now. Jesus came with a very stern message. He said, if you don't abide in me, I will cut you off. He said to the lukewarm church, I will spit you out. He said to many people on that judgment day in heaven, get away from me, I never knew you. Jesus told us with his own words in red, he told us that at the end of the age, he will send the angels out to separate. I said separate. He will separate the wheat from the chaff. He will separate the good fish from the bad fish. He will separate the wise virgins from the foolish virgins. I'm telling you the truth. He is allowing the sheep and the goats to grow together in this moment. Don't think that just because you go to church that you're saved. Don't think that just because someone's a kingdom, sorry, don't think that just because someone's a Christian that they're in the kingdom. I'm telling you the truth. Right now, there are people in your church who are not saved. There are people who appear to be Christians, but they're not. They're not. They are a form of godliness, but denying its manifestation. They are clouds without rain. So you need to challenge yourself are you abiding in Christ? If you're abiding in Christ, then you will live as he lived. If you're abiding in Christ, then you will walk as he walked. You will walk in power. You will walk in manifestation. James said, faith without works is dead. Now, Paul was in prison and writing that he was more than a conqueror. Paul had his churches leaving him and following other people. But was he a failure? Was he discredited? They mocked Jesus saying, take yourself down from the cross. Was he a failure for dying on the cross? Did he lose? No. That was his greatest difficulty. And religion would say to you, that because somebody has a perfect life, because they have a Mercedes or a BMW, because they have a thousand people in their church or 10,000, that they're saved. But this is not what the Bible says. God bless them and prosper them and may they have those things. But the Bible says those who obey Jesus, those are those who will bear fruit.
you know, there are churches of 50,000 that aren't saved. Do you think all the Catholics are saved if they're not born again? Do you think the Jehovah's Witnesses are saved? I don't know. Only God knows. But what I know is if we obey him, we will bear much fruit. Are you washing your brothers and sisters' feet? Jesus commanded you to do it. Are you having communion regularly? He commanded you to do it. Are you preaching the kingdom? He commanded you to do it. Are you obeying him? Or are you obeying a form of godliness? Are you obeying your church? You know, if you go to the conferences they tell you to go to and give to the ministries they tell you to give, does that equal obeying Jesus? I'm not saying not to go to church. I'm saying, who are you following? Because the path that Jesus has for you is extremely narrow. And the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So how do you know if you're in the kingdom? You have right standing with God. That means you are a friend of God. That means you can stand before God and not die. That means that he answers your prayers. That means that when you pray, things happen. Are you praying? Are the people you're praying for getting healed? Are the people you're discipling becoming more like Jesus? Are those around you becoming fathers and being sent? Are those around you starting businesses and leading nations to Christ? Peace. Peace is not the absence of worry. Worry we're commanded to not do. That is up to you to choose. Peace is walking on the water. Peace is being calm in the middle of the storm. Peace is remaining fruitful when all hell is breaking around you. Peace is showing that you are a son of God. And joy is God answering your prayers. Joy is unspeakable and full of glory. Joy is the fullness of God in your life, regardless of circumstances. Joy is excitement for the future. Joy is anticipation. Joy is the partnership where God answers your prayers. And you rejoice, and he is glorified. Is God being glorified around your life? Are there people being saved? Are there people being discipled? Are you standing before God, and is he answering your prayers? Godliness is being like God. I said godliness is being like God. Being like God is manifestation. Being like God is showing all creation that you have power. Jesus cast out the devil. They left. Jesus healed people's bodies. They were restored. Jesus turned water into wine. He manipulated 
the physical realm. He changed things. He changed the environment. That is manifestation. And Jesus said that we will do the greater manifestation. There will be greater manifestation. There will be greater manifestation. Pray with me now, Father in heaven. Thank you for revealing Jesus to us. Thank you for showing us what man looks like under God. And I am a man under God. Make me like Jesus. Give me the greater works. I humble myself. I lay down at your throne and say, Help. I'm not worthy, but Lord, you make me worthy. You put a spirit in me and a spirit on me of sonship. I am like you on the earth. You said in Psalm 82 verse 6 that, that I am a God, little g. You said in Psalm 8 that you made me a little lower than Elohim. Help me to glorify you today by being like Jesus, by walking as Jesus walked. Take out of me the religious spirit. Take out of me the political spirit. I exit the world today. I'm in the world, but not of the world. I don't want to make you jealous. So I put you first. Jesus, I ask you to violently protect the plan that you have for my life and that you keep me on track at all costs, even if I kick and scream. Don't let me go to the left or to the right. Keep me in the path of your chariot's wheel. I want to be in the groove of the wheel on your chariot. I ask for power today. I ask for you to baptize me in power. I ask that you burn me with the holiness of God, with the holy fire, that you put the fear of the Lord in me and on me, and that I would be baptized in fire, that you would burn up everything that is not of you. Put angels around my life, not only to confirm the words with signs and wonders, but to keep me on track. Fill me now. I forgive everybody everything they've done. I release them. I release them. I said I release them. I give you the keys, God. I open the doors to the cages that I put people in. I rip up the paperwork I have against them. In fact, I collect all of the paperwork. I, I just pick it up, the pile of of, of things that people have done, disappointments, people have disappointed me, the whole list that I have, every scrap of paper of everything 
that I can remember or that I'm carrying and I, I pass it over to you, God. I give you the paperwork and I trust you to deal with them in Jesus' name. And now I receive, I receive your fullness, I receive your glory and I go in peace. May I manifest, may I show the world and all creation that I'm a son of God. Anoint me, anoint me, anoint me to be dripping with your honey gold presence in Jesus' name. I believe right now that there is an atmosphere around me that regardless of what I feel in my soul, that in my spirit, I own the territory that I'm on. I own the territory that I'm in. My house is mine. My car is mine. My family will serve the Lord. Everyone I meet will feel the terror of God. Everyone I meet will see God on me. Every demon will flee. People will be healed in my presence. My shadow will heal them. There are angels around me. I have at least a 30-meter diameter of the kingdom governance of God around me. Everywhere I go, I am taking territory. And from now on, every prayer I pray, you answer. I declare it. I said every prayer I pray, it's already done. So from now on, I take up my robe, I take up my cross, I take up my sword and my shield, and I begin the glorious partnership with Jesus of declaration. I will speak and it will happen. I will speak. I will speak. And everything I say, you will confirm with signs and wonders. You will perform it. Everyone I pray for will be healed. Everyone I pray for will be healed because your blood is enough. You have given me your name. You have given me your kingdom. You have given me your angels. You have given me your spirit. You have given me your word. You have given me your mind. You have given me the spirit of acceptance. You have given me wisdom. You have given me, and I ask, for the fear of the Lord. You have given me the blood of Jesus. You have given me the Holy Spirit. You have given me the earth. And I use all of these things now for one purpose. To expand your kingdom. I do not worry about the future. I do not worry because you commanded me not to. I do not worry about myself. I do not worry about the future. 
I do not fear man. I do not agree with my circumstances. But I violently force the reality of the word of God onto my circumstances, punishing every act that is in disobedience to your word. I am authorized to punish every act of disobedience. That means that every thought that is not in alignment with the Bible, I take captive. I locked it up. I said I locked it up. Every sickness I turn into health, I bind in Jesus' name. Every lie I cast down. Every disobedience, I turn into the obedience of Jesus Christ. I open the doors. I lock the doors. I forgive sins. I said I forgive sins. I said I forgive sins. I judge the angels. I stand in the throne. I stand in the throne. As the Father sent Jesus... Jesus has sent me. I represent God. Father, thank you. You are too good. You are beautiful. I worship you. I stand before you. I'm amazed. I'm amazed that I can stand before God and not melt. I am right now in heaven, standing on that crystal floor. I feel the wind of the angels. I see, I see the four living creatures. I see those beautiful six-winged seraphim crying holy. I am astonished that when I look around, I am in your throne. People are worshipping you all around me. There are waves of worship from millions of people, millions of angels, and they are just cascading past me, over me, and they're whacking you. Whoa, Jesus, you are being whacked. You are receiving all of our love, all of our praise. You are not losing. You are in absolute victory. Whoa. I can't believe it, but I believe. As I look at you, you're a winner. You're not losing. You are a winner. God, you are so authoritative you are so your gown i thought your robe was light your robe is thick your robe is thick jesus you are so you have so much splendor i can't even describe it and then i look at myself and i go what i am clothed in the same sort of garments. I'm clothed in your robe of righteousness. Whoa, I'm standing 
in the throne of God. I'm dripped in blood. Whoa. I'm wearing a white robe dripped in blood. Whoa. When I speak, it's as if you speak. We are in victory. Jesus, we are standing in victory. It is not what it appears on the earth. We are going to win.